0: Thank you for listening to The Leader. We bring news, analysis and commentary from The Evening Standard every day at 4pm. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. Now, from The Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. What would happen if London was hit by a coronavirus pandemic? Several doctors have
1: have looked at the risk of the underground network spreading the disease very, very quickly.
0: Features writer Sam Fishwick talks to the leader as some doctors say the city's underprepared to tackle the disease. Also...
2: There are going to be a number of big show highlights, but for me the main thing is just getting out there, getting out to see what the designers are creating this season and the energy and verve that we see and obviously the creativity that comes from the heart of the capital as well because London is the most creative city in the world.
0: ES Magazine editor-in-chief Laura Weir on London Fashion Week, which launched with a call for more sustainability. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the warning that London hospitals are not as well prepared for coronavirus as they need to be.
2: This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the Axa Startup Angel Competition.
0: There are only nine confirmed cases of coronavirus in the UK, and all of them contracted the illness outside of the country. At the moment, it appears contained here, but that may not last. Around 250 people, including MPs who went to a conference at Westminster earlier this month, have been warned one of the attendees has been diagnosed with the virus. They've all been told to stay indoors and avoid contact with people if they develop symptoms. Public Health England insists the risk remains low. But what would happen if coronavirus does begin to spread? The Grassroots Doctors' Association UK says some trusts are reporting a lack of basic supplies, including face masks in at least one case. Could a city like London cope? Our features writer Sam Fishwick has been looking at that question and he's with me now.
1: Sam, what preparations are in place? Well... One of the one of the first lines of defence in any pandemic is really strategy. There is an internal uh, group set up by the mayor's office and the. Um GLA, who are the Greater London Authority, led by Fiona Twycross with the, with the name of the London Resilience Forum. They uh, meet twice a week to monitor the effect of uh, this health scare in London. Uh, they haven't yet deemed it necessary to establish what's known as the Strategic Coordination Group, which is sort of like London's version of Cobra, who would be in charge of um, essentially monitoring and connecting all, all vital services.
0: That's the public aspect. What about private companies? What what are the big names doing?
1: Well, they've taken matters into their own hands. I mean, you have international companies like Goldman Sachs, uh, Linklaters and Morgan Stanley, um, among many who have suspended non-essential business travel to mainland China. I've heard stories of people who work for other companies who even attending conferences. Uh, they've been in the United Kingdom, but other people from mainland China have attended and they've been put on uh, self-quarantine for this 14-day incubation period. You've also got boarding schools are, are obviously an issue, especially schools like uh, Westminster who have people who come from mainland China. The advice there, although carefully handed out, is if you can avoid going back to at-risk areas. Do, if you can find a way to uh, stay with a guardian or someone else over half term which is coming up, do uh, and certainly stay in consultation with the school.
0: But once it gets through, how does it spread? Where are the major concerns in a city like London?
1: Well the major concerns are obviously, we have some of the best transport links in the world. Several doctors have have, have, cited, have looked at um, the risk of the underground network spreading the disease very, very quickly it's important to sort of strike a note of caution with this. Coronavirus can live on items such as tube poles for up to two hours, but but taking precautionary measures, washing your hands for twenty seconds, or with a sanitizer that has sixty percent alcohol, these are the sort of things that people are being advised to do.
0: If I stick a face mask on, am I immune from coronavirus?
1: You're not immune from coronavirus, and uh, this is something that. that There's a lot of backlash against the sort of face mask culture. You know, people are going out and spending £36 to to bulk buy face masks. The kind of cloth face mask that people are wearing, they're the kind you see in hospitals. And obviously, the protocols that people follow in hospitals are very rarely um, followed by people in public. So you have to change them, you have to apply them properly, you have to take them off. And. Studies have shown that the more people come to rely on face masks in public, the less they keep up with good habits, you know, hand washing, uh, not touching your mouth, nose and face. Um, there's a sort of sense of security, a false security that comes with putting these on that is actually detrimental to good public health. And certainly complacency is, um, is something that... Officials are very, are very watchful for, are, are worried about. The best thing you can do at the moment is start to adjust your behaviours, start to adopt good habits. The risk is still very low in London. We've had one confirmed case. Uh, you know, that's nine patients overall from a population of uh, sixty-six million in the UK. And as, as as one doctor put it to me, you've got more chance of being struck by a meteorite at the moment than you do of catching the coronavirus. But if that situation were to change, um, if, it, if it does become an epidemic or a pandemic within the United Kingdom, then you will have started to build up good habits. You will have started to build up um, effective ways of keeping yourself as far out of harm's way as you can be
0: now Sam you've been looking at this over the last few days you've studied it comprehensively you've spoken to some of the world's leading experts in coronavirus and how infections spread will you get on the tube
1: I will certainly be getting on the tube when I need to uh, David I, I, I cycle every day uh, so I'm my own island um, but I have no I've got no qualms about getting on the London underground apart from uh, apart from the rush hour crush Next.
2: There's a lot of activity, a lot of buzz, and it is really fun. It's social and it's inspiring too.
0: ES Magazine Editor-in-Chief Laura Weir talks to the leader about London Fashion Week.
1: Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium
0: London Fashion Week is strutting back into the city, bringing all the glamour you'd expect and also a conscience. A call's been made on launch day for the industry to come together to tackle sustainability. Figures suggest fashion makes up 10% of the world's carbon emissions and about 85% of all clothing is thought to end up in landfill every year. The British Fashion Council, which runs the event, says there's a challenge to be faced with creativity and our editorial column thinks it can be overcome.
2: London Fashion Week begins with eager anticipation about the new trends that will emerge on the catwalk in the coming days. But there'll be much else of importance happening too, as the call today by the head of the British Fashion Council for the industry to tackle environmental sustainability illustrates. She's right to highlight this need. And it's good to see fashion's creative talents being enlisted to join the battle to protect the planet. It's also worth remembering how important this £30 billion a year industry is to our economy. Visual excitement might be guaranteed, but money and a green agenda mean this week's event is very much serious business.
0: Well, over the next five days, there's a packed programme of shows, events and talks, and it's the job of ES Magazine's Editor-in-Chief, Laura Weir, to keep on top of all of that. She's with me now, and Laura, it's London Fashion Week, and it's also Valentine's Day. Is London still in love with Fashion Week?
2: I think absolutely. I think this is um, it's the twice-yearly infatuation with all things fashion that descends onto the capital and the public are now able to get behind it because so much of London Fashion Week now is public-facing. And certainly as a magazine, ES Magazine, we love this time of year. We're at all of the shows, we're representing the title in a big way, and we also distribute the magazine at the shows as well. So it's a big time of year for everyone.
0: And as a, a magazine editor, it must be great to get access to people. Who's on your front cover this week?
2: So this week on our front cover, we've got Mia Goth. Uh, you may know her from Nymphomania. Um, she also was married to Sheila Buff as well. Um, she lives in LA now, but she's by way of South East London, so we shot her in LA and she's given us a very kind of open, brilliant interview. She speaks about lots of things politics, love, um, fashion and acting as well, and gives a few kind of exclusive news lines as well. So yeah, great piece for her um on the magazine cover
0: this week. If you could pick one thing that you're most looking forward to over the next few days? What would that be? Are you allowed to pick one day? Do you have to? (laughs) I'm not really
2: allowed to pick one day because I have to ambassadorially support um, and I do so with pleasure everyone's efforts across the the, the schedule of Fashion Week. Um, There are going to be a number of big show highlights but for me the main thing is just getting out there, getting out to see what the designers are creating This season, um, and the energy and verve that we see, and obviously the creativity that comes from the heart of the capital as well, because London is the most creative city in the world.
0: One thing that can't be avoided this year, although we all are trying to, is coronavirus, Mm. which has impacted on London Fashion Week this week, hasn't it?
2: Yes, it's impacted quite heavily. We're going to see, you know, less, if any, Chinese fashion press attending the shows and obviously there's a sort of triumvirate of difficulties that coronavirus has bought so people in China aren't shopping, people aren't traveling out of China to shop and nor are people going to China to, to spend either and then alongside that we're seeing the movement of fabric being affected and also the movement of people so of course it's quite a heavy duty issue probably nothing has affected the fashion issue like uh, fashion industry like this since 2008 so um, it's something we've definitely taken quite seriously at the magazine. We've done a big investigative piece this week on it and so I will be kind of eyes peeled to see how it really affects Fashion Week uh, over the next few
0: days. So obviously that's clearly going to be impacting on Fashion Week itself. Will that influence continue through the year if we have you know fabrics not being able to be transported if we have buyers not being able to come in is it going to have a big impact beyond fashion week itself
2: well the analysts and kind of big chief execs um in the luxury companies are suggesting that the impact of coronavirus and how deep that impact goes and how long it runs is entirely dependent on how long this virus lasts in terms of you know reaching pandemic proportions and whether they manage to develop a cure and kind of stop it in its tracks so um it's very much watched this space obviously i'm hoping as everyone else is that you know it's managed as quickly as possible and the effects won't be uh, catastrophic however we just need to see
0: how it pans out but the event itself remains a massive celebration of all things that are fashion Clearly it's very stressful for the people who are behind all these things, but is it fun?
2: It's really fun. It's kind of a merry-go-round. Everyone's pull, you know, pulling up to shows, arriving, saying hi to friends, old familiar faces, and then we all kind of like settle into the season watching the shows. Everyone's looking at the outfits, the creativity, who's moving where, and it is really fun. It's social and it's inspiring
0: too. And that's the leader. Subscribe to your podcast provider and please do share the show with your friends. We'll be back on Monday at 4pm.